J-Files on Double J. In 2009, Florence and the Machine stepped onto the world stage with their debut album, Lungs. Assembled by a who's who of British production talent, including Pulp's Stephen Mackey and Simeon Mobile Disco's James Ford, the album would turn the London band into a worldwide phenomenon. It charted in 10 countries, reaching number one in the UK and number three in Australia. It toppled Kasabian, Dizzy Rascal and Lily Allen to win Album of the Year at the Brit Awards and four songs off the record were voted into the Triple J Hottest 100, including a top 10 placing for Dog Days Are Over. It was a massive introduction to the big, bold voice of Florence Welch and the soaring instrumentation of a band who spent the next decade building on its success. But every time Florence Welch spoke to Triple J in those 10 years following the debut, she couldn't quite believe just how loved the band was, especially here in Australia. I'm Kaz Tran. This is The J-Files. In 2010, when Florence and the Machine toured Australia to play their very first headline shows at Laneway Festival, Florence spoke to Tom and Alex on Triple J about the band's newfound fame. It just kind of happened, isn't it? I don't feel any different. Yeah. It's not like all of a sudden I wake up and I've got like green skin. I'm number one. <laughs> ah, I've turned into a lizard. Yeah. Um, it, it just, also because, you know, when it first came out, it didn't get to the number one spot and it feels like it's been a more gradual process. Yeah. There's been a lot of work involved. Mm. So far, it, it's been quite hard work. So it's nice, I think, that it's come out well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how are you going to sort of, uh, after touring, go back into the studio and create another album? Sort of what's the, going to be the process there? Well, I've just started. I did some work in the studio before I came here, actually. Oh, cool. Oh. Yeah. Um, I was working- not, not here, this studio in, no. in the UK. Right? Oh, okay. yeah, I came into Triple J. <laughs> Recording my album in Triple J. Exclusive. We'll do it. <laughs> we've, we've got good people here. We'll do it. We're prepared. We've got microphones and everything. <laughs> we love live music. You've there's a CD. I mean, there's a guitar sitting over there. Okay, guitars. right now, let's do it. Yeah. Um, but I've been in the studio with Paul Epworth again and we've just kind of been mucking around and we've written two two songs, I think, mm. so far. So. Working titles? Uh, well, I mean, what's the, what was the working title? Strangeness and Charm, which was about um, they're like the smallest atoms, but you can't see them. You only know they exist because you can feel their effects. Uh-huh. So I thought that was a good metaphor. That's pretty cool. For, wow. You know, something. And I think the Spice what, Girls have a song about that. Yeah. They, <laughs> Oh man, did they? Yeah, yeah, man. They done. They pit me to the post on everything. <laughs> yeah, days. yeah. Um, and what was the other one? Oh, it was like called Spectrum. It was about, I don't know. I don't know. It, it's like this. The first album I think was Animal and Anatomical, and this one's more, more like Chemical and Elemental. Okay. Hmm. So far, anyway. <laughs> this is again. Now, 
also we should say congratulations to you, Florence, for your nominations for the Brit Awards. Uh, three nominations: uh, best break- breakthrough act, best female solo artist, and uh, and the Brit the album, the British album. Uh, congratulations! Will you be like, make it back for the award ceremony? Yeah, I think um, <clears throat> I go back and I start rehearsing for the performance, and then it's like you know two days after I get back. What what track are you performing during the the sermon? Um, it's like a mashup of because I'm doing a, a collaboration with Dizzy Rascal, so oh wow, it's like right. a mashup of "You Got the Love" and "Dirty Cash." So how why why with Dizzy Rascal? Can I ask? That seems like an odd pairing to me. I, lo- I love Dizzy Rascal, um, but it just seems like an I don't know. We'd, I just really I think he's had an amazing year and yeah. he's a really exciting artist. I've never done anything like yeah. with like um, <clears throat> a rapper before, so we'll just we'll see how it goes. I think it's going to be fun. <laughs> Twelve months on from the release of Lungs, Florence and the Machine were back in Australia for Splendour in the Grass, sharing the bill with The Strokes, Pixies and Ben Harper. When Florence Welch spoke to Lindsay McDougall backstage, she was still grounded as ever. I went, you know, everyone went away on their gap years and the furthest I went was to the art college, which was 15 minutes from where I lived. And the first job I had was in a bar, which was three minutes away. So never been a big traveller. And now you're in Woodfordia in yes. Queensland. <laughs> have you had a chance to have a look around and actually taken your surrounds? It's amazing. Like when we were driving through, the sun was just setting and there's all these incredible mountains and the landscape was so so beautiful. There's a mountain that looks like a pyramid. Yeah, it is a actually a pyramid. The Egyptians built it. Incredible. Or the aliens or something. Yeah, there's, there's a whole bunch of amazing facts about this area. Um, but yeah, it, it's uh, it's beautiful, but it's quite scary as well. Like When it was getting dark, I was thinking I'd be quite frightened if I was camping here. Well, thank you. Not to, to scare anyone out there, but I actually am quite scared of the dark. Well, so. you know, there's probably a lot of people listening who are quite jealous that, uh, that you're here and that so many other people are here and they're at home. You're safe at home. If you're yeah. listening. <laughs> Although speaking of camping, you you uh, you have been taking your parents in a camper van around on tour with you. Well, don't the first um, the first tour I ever did, the MGMT asked us to support them on their European tour, but we didn't have any money. We we're only a three piece, but we really wanted to do the tour. So my dad very kindly offered to drive us around in his. Uh, camper van which is called the Sundance so it's quite funny though because MGMT would be pulling up in a huge like American tour bus and then we would come rattling along behind them with like cups jangling everywhere and tiny and we'd all like crawl out of the windows but yeah it was fun Speaking of new music though the, uh, the, the, the newest thing we've heard from you was the collaboration that you and Dizzy did at the Brits and we've been playing a lot of it the, the You Got the Love uh, and Dizzy Rascal having a song as well how did that all go? Um, it was amazing uh we kind of we only got together really for one rehearsal before it, um, and uh, you know he kind of organised the backing track and then I turned up and we kind of rehearsed it in his studio and you know the minute we started sort of uh, sort of playing and performing together even in that small place there was a real sort of chemistry there and he's so charismatic and kind of fun to be around. I knew that if I could just get down those stairs on the night in <laughs> yes. that dress then everything was going to be fine. And once I'd got down the stairs, I was like, this is going to be a breeze. (laughs) Because, yeah, I think, you know, if I look happy, it's because... I didn't fall over. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? I've got these massive notes I've got to sing. It's very easy. It was getting I'm down still the stairs. <laughs> 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 
It was always going to be tough to eclipse the success of Florence and the Machine's debut album, but the follow-up record, Ceremonials, elevated the band even further. It went number one in the UK and Australia and earned the band their first Grammy nominations after cracking the top ten on the American charts. Again, talking to Tom and Alex on Triple J during the height of the hype, Florence Welch played it down. Congratulations on everything. 2011's been huge for you. Yes, it wasn't a complete disaster. It wasn't, so right. Brilliant. I'm very pleased about that. Oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> no, I was never, never in doubt for mine, mm. Florence. Ceremonial is such a great album. We featured it a little while ago. Um, from your perspective, though, what do you reckon of the uh, the whole experience? It's bringing out a second album. Yeah, it seems to have gone quite well so far. I was, wor- I was worried. You know, you, I think you can. You 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 know and you you can't really have any expectations when you release something because it's out of your hands and just the way people have embraced it again is really wonderful. So how much did, how much did all that? I mean, it was the, you know, lunch was such a huge record. How much did that influence the preparations for ceremonials and the and the 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 thought process around ceremonials? The success of lungs was really unexpected for me and was amazing, but. It was a first record, you know, and so for me, I really wanted to concentrate. It was a sound thing, like, coming back into it, I wasn't really thinking about making it something that would be, like, a s- successful. I just wanted to make it, like, musically. I wanted to refine what I'd been trying, figuring out on lungs and kind of wanted to make something that was whole and a, a full sound. And so I think that's kind of more... I was thinking it more along the lines of sound than I was in terms of, like, success. Trying to get a new what? house or something. Another <laughs> <one like> that. <laughs> I still live with my mum, so... Oh, really? <laughs> really? How's she going? She's good. Yep. Yeah, she worries. Why? <laughs> Every time... It does, does, do other people's mums do this? Whenever I walk in, like, wherever I've been, <laughs> she's like, eat something and go to, go to sleep. <laughs> I was like, it's... It's two o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> I've just come back from having lunch. Yeah. Eat something and go to sleep. Wow. Like, wherever I've been, she's a her two demands. Just eat something and go to sleep. Like, whatever time it is. She's yeah. a, she's she upset. must lose your mind, her mind when you're out on tour in other she countries. Does, yeah, she does worry. Eat something and go straight to bed. Did she text you in the you morning? Yeah. <laughs> Tell you to put on warm clothes and things yeah. like that? Wrapping me in a scarf, giving me a cupcake and putting me in a duvet. <laughs> Brush your teeth before you go to bed. Yes. I've always been told as well. In 2019, 10 years after the release of the debut album, Florence and the Machine were back in Australia. Speaking to Veronica and Lewis on Triple J, Florence still seemed taken aback by the band's popularity. <laughs> yeah, it was really um it was really special actually. Geelong was crazy. I they don't ne- they never they don't really tell me how big the shows are going to be. They and you, you kind of like I'm a bit separate from the booking process obviously because I'm the most disorganized person in the world and if I was doing it nothing would ever happen um but I showed up and there were just so many people I couldn't believe it I was kind of um yeah I was really moved by it it was a really beautiful thing and so yeah they've 
the crowds have been really amazing and it's yeah it's it's been a really incredible run of shows well we were very surprised because we're both from geelong we went we went to school together in geelong really? yeah <laughs> so we when we saw the line and we saw the like your schedule and we was it was like all the capital cities and then geelong we were like what an, and again like again having grown <laughs> up there no one ever came to geelong well, it was people as far as I could see. It kind of had like a Woodstock feeling to it. It was all outdoors and it was a really incredible show, actually. It was, it was really special. Yeah, well, you have such excited and loyal fans in Australia. They're all over you, Instagram. Are you, like, have you managed to meet many of them? <laughs> yeah, do you know, it's really, um, it's always so nice to come back here once I get over my kind of brain crunching jet lag that I get really badly um being like a sort of it's so annoying being a sensitive person it means you kind of means you can write songs and do stuff but it means that like other things get you really badly but kind of once I was out of the hallucination the people at the shows and yeah the Australian fan base is just so passionate but from the very start, it was like that. I don't know what it was, but there was something about it. People over here really embraced it. And, and yeah, it's always amazing to come back and to see that people love the new music as well. And I don't know, the, the new record was, really, was a really vulnerable thing. But there's, I never get over seeing people singing back the lyrics. And the connection, I think, is, is so important. And I really feel it at the shows. I'm Kaz Tran. This is The J Files. The J Files. Hey, this is Zan. Just popping in to see if you know about The Take Five. It's a podcast where the people you love share five songs they love. Over the years, everyone from Tori Amos to Fatboy Slim, Jess Mowboy to Warren Ellis, Mark Ronson to Ice Cube, Peaches, and even Sir Paul McCartney have done it. If you love The J-Files, I know you'll love The Take 5. And you can find it on the ABC Listen app or wherever you get your podcasts.